When you live with someone long enough, you really get to know them. You do, you do. You get to know their quirks and their habits, the way they think, and even the words, they might come out of their mouth before they say them. We get to know people so well, we sometimes find ourselves saying things like, I probably know you better than you know yourself. And experience has told me there's truth to that statement. I mean, when we were living in Hawaii, I can't tell you the number of times that we told the kids that we were going to be taking them to the beach and they didn't want to go. But by the time we were ready to leave, we couldn't get them out of the ocean. Or the number of times they hated having to go on some forced trip only to find out at the very end they had just the most amazing time ever. <laughs> and then there are, of course, times when we thought we really knew someone, willing to find out that we didn't. When we first meet them, they come across as being genuine and caring, only to find out later they're not who they said they were. We usually find out in a hurtful way. They've been talking trash behind our backs, leading some kind of double life, or just trying to run some hustle on us. We thought we knew them, but the truth is, we really didn't. And as I think about this large spectrum of how well we can know someone, and also at the same time, not truly know them, it makes me sort of wonder, how well does God know us? I mean, have you ever sat and really thought about and truly wondered, how well does God know us deeply and truly? And I imagine the psalmist had prayerfully asked the same question not because they were spiritually curious and wanted to answer one of life's biggest questions, but I imagine they were asking this question more so because they had to. You see, normally, this lectionary text that Deborah read today isn't read past verse 18. Because after verse 18, this psalm takes a complete nosedive. It stops talking about the intimacy in which God knows us and starts speaking of things like enemies, wicked schemes, and the desire to have God kill people. In some ways, these last verses read as if they don't belong there, like maybe there was some mix-up with the editor of the Psalms, or that the psalmist had mistakenly clicked the cut and paste button, accidentally. <laughs> Yet this is where these verses do belong. And what they reveal to us is the psalmist was experiencing some kind of false accusation. And it's not clear exactly what they're being accused of, but we can be certain that it's something about themselves is being called into question, and they are being oppressed for it. 
The psalmist is suffering some kind of outright hate and hostility from their oppressors in a way that is directly affecting their lives and their ability to just live it. And the psalmist has come to the temple to protest their innocence as they ask for help from the God who sees them and knows everything about them. They are making an urgent plea that God will bring justice to this crisis because God knows the truth of who they are. On the eve of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I'm mindful that the truth of who people are is a fight we're still fighting. And more particular, it's a fight people of color continue to battle every single day. As the world accuses their humanity as being of less value than their siblings who are white or those who pass for being white. I'm mindful that for centuries, people who identify as white have been able to claim an intimate and personal relationship with God affirming that we're fully known and seen by God, that we're wonderfully made by God, but as a whole, white folks have not been able to share that awareness with people of color. We've not been able to see them in the same light and with the same eyes as God sees and knows us. And that inability to know and see as God does has led to a multitude of sins. It has led to an era of slavery that lasted more than 400 years, with the reverberating effects of it still being felt in the very lives and blood of black people today. It has led to the fight for civil rights that were never equally granted. And as white people have held tightly to maintaining segregation in every sector of life, the stage was set for a barrage of systemic issues that people of color have continued to feel for generations. And for decades, racially imposed policies have prevented black people from access to things like jobs, housing, and education. And today, disparities exist which continue to threaten their lives from being seen and known. And as I think about the inequality and disparities that exist today, the ways in which people of color continue not to be seen and known, I can't help but think this is the same urgent plea the psalmist was making for God to bring justice to this crisis. In her book, Psalms for Black Lives, author Gabby Kuja Wilkes says, Psalm 139 testifies 
that God always keeps company with human beings. God's presence is not like the air, which is always around us and easy to forget. But God is like the black grandmother on an ever-expanding porch, calling us to come home and to have a little talk to sort life out. And like a grandmother, God is always welcoming us, mindful of us, and loving toward us, because to God, we are its everything. Gabby says, God enjoys a unique relationship with each of us. God searches and knows us intimately. God knows us so well. God knows when we sit down and when we get up. God knows us so intimately that we should be left wondering and marveling at the majesty in which God knows us better than anyone, including ourselves. And our response to that, she says, is to take courage in knowing God loves not only the beauty of your skin, but God knows your innermost parts. You can hide the hurt oppression causes, but you can't hide from God. Let God search you and acknowledge your body, your thoughts, and your place in this world, because God knows the truth of who you are. For the psalmist, everything leading up to verse 18 is a testimony of their innocence and an affirmation of their existence in this world during a time when others are trying to deny it. The psalmist tells us God's presence is everywhere and there's no way we can escape God's knowledge of us. We can be fully and completely known by God because God is the one who searched us and knows the truth about us. And what really matters to the psalmist is that this divine presence knows us. It knows our deeds, our thoughts, and our words before they're even spoken. And this is good news for us today on days like this, on the eve of Martin Luther King Day. Because during such times of crisis, hurt, and ongoing oppression, it is God who knows us and is going to hold us as we are liberated from it. So how well does God know us? Well, the psalmist insists that wherever we go and whatever we do, God is there, that nothing goes unnoticed by God. We are known and understood by God. Our needs are anticipated. Our desires are foreseen, and to God we are no mystery. To God we belong, and it is to God we come. God will never abandon us, nor could we escape God if we wanted to. There is no part of us that is not known, and there is no portion of us that is not loved, because there is no part of us that is absent from God. 
God knows us better than we know ourselves because God knows the truth of who we are. For it is in God we live and move and have our being. So my friends, take heart today that no matter what you're facing, God sees you and God knows you. God knows our struggles. God knows the injustices we're facing and the long road to justice that lies ahead of us, but to which there is an end. God is with us in every situation and in every trial, protecting, encouraging, and guiding, as it is God who knows and loves us completely. So as you leave this day, Continue to be seen. Continue to take a stand. Continue to keep your fist raised in the hope of liberation as a sign of resistance and in the assurance that love will win. Oh Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know that each of us were wonderfully made. So may it be for all your beloved children of all races, as it has been for me. Amen.